Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Wow, you really just went right into it. Well, you have the business listed as first. Well, because you told me to put the business first. And that's where it is. You can also go to our Facebook group. It's Facebook. Like it's so abrupt. Dot com slash group. I mean, it's like get the business so you can get to the not business. All right. Which is everybody knowing our business. Facebook.com. <laughs> forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure our website of course is excellentadventure.com you'll also find a link to our patreon which is uh, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure our twitter handle is at excellent pod our email is dorianmatt at gmail.com and matt and dory at gmail.com and our phone number is 413-461-BABY good job right. thank you so here we are. Catch everybody up, Dory. Let's hear about your day. Well, I woke up 
you were at the gym. That is true. I was at the gym in a lot of pain. I woke up four minutes before my alarm in a sort of like frantic night terror-esque like, oh, I need to do the thing. And then I was like... The light out there just flickered when you did that. <laughs> it really did. Oh, no. Do you have powers? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, and then I was like, I sort of like shook myself. I was like, no, there is no thing. Oh, wow. Bo's going all over Matt's clothes. <laughs> yep. Bo's really, really nesting. Um, and nope. No, nope. that's it's not the other way. Yeah, there we go. Use that as a pillow, Bo. Use dad's new socks as a pillow. Oh, no, he doesn't want them. Oh, the new socks are really throwing him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Honey, he needs the new socks removed. Both pairs? I don't know. The other pairs. <laughs> okay, buried. Bobo, the socks are gone. <laughs> oh, he's throwing. He's like, he's he's scraping at my shirts. Really? Oh, there they are. Yep. Okay. Oh, he really didn't want them. He just wants to smell dad clothes. Yeah. And the socks don't smell like you because they're new. Yes. There you go. Oh, there. Oh, he looks so cozy. All right. Glad we gave everyone the play-by-play. He's on three dress shirts. <laughs> um, so. You woke up in a panic. I woke up in a panic and then I was like, okay, no. The only thing I have to do is get in the car and go to California Fertility Partners for my blood test. So I got in the car. I stopped at Starbucks. I texted you. Did you want Starbucks at seven? But by that what time point, seven o'clock in the morning. But by that point, I was already at Starbucks. Unbelievable! I can't believe you got up that early. I got up. I did it. Well, I was like, I want to beat traffic, and I just want to get over there. Mm-hmm. So I was the first one in the clinic. Nice. They turned the lights on with you. No, like they were. I mean, they were there. They certainly weren't brewing a pot of free coffee. They sure were not. <laughs> Um, there's a little bit of a kerfuffle because, you know, my beta was supposed to be tomorrow. Yeah. So look, we had Today to is Wednesday. things up because of Dory's, uh, she's going uh, on a trip to New York tomorrow for workish related things. Yeah. So my options were to either do my beta a day early or to do my beta in New York on Friday. And I was like, that's just going to be torturous and also annoying. I'm going to have to like run around and find a lab corp and like... I'll just go on Wednesday. And I'm sure you guys all remember that last week I informed Matt that I was going to home test. True statement, everybody. And I did not. Yeah, I couldn't believe you. Didn't find the time to go buy one. I almost bought one for you. You know what it was? I started visualizing sitting in the bathroom waiting for that line to show up or not. And the thought of that those few minutes were so agonizing to me yeah. that I couldn't bring myself to do it. I also think if I had just had one in the house, I probably would have just taken it. Right. But the thought of also going to the effort of like walking into the store and buying the pregnancy test mm-hmm. and like, it just felt very overwhelming to the me. Whole, yeah. And no, then, I get it. You know? And then I was just like, whatever, I'll just do the blood test and that'll be that. So I did that. I recorded my other podcast. Um, I got some lunch. And I was sort of like... I texted her about 12.30. I was like, hey. He was like, how's it going? And I was like, I don't have a good feeling. Like, it's taking so long. I feel like they're just like 
Dr. Beck is just waiting to call me um, with bad news. Right. Then I went to Target because I had to get some stuff for my trip. And I was in the bug spray aisle. Normally, I'd say to Dory, if she asked me if I need anything for Target, I'd say no. But randomly, I was like, yeah, you know what? I want new socks. I want to get rid of all my old holy socks and unmatched socks. So I, I picked up two couple, packs. A couple packs of Hanes, guys. Of Hanes premium. Premium. Low-cut low athletic cut socks. athletic socks, guys. Number one on our target list. Yeah. So I got those and then... You know, it was like after the Bombus, the low-profile Bombus. Mm. I'm like spoiled. Yeah, those are good socks. So now all these old socks I have are driving well, me you know, crazy. Bombus renewed with us. Oh, for crying so maybe, out loud. Let's get some more Bombus. Send us those, some more. Those Bombus ankle athletic socks, not an ad. <laughs> hashtag not an ad or hashtag, I don't know what I have to say right now, but that's a good sock. All right. Anyway, back we, to we you. Call that an, we call that an organic endorsement in the biz. Oh, there you go. That's yep. an organic endorsement for you, Bombus. Um, so I was in the bug spray aisle looking for some bug spray to bring with me on my trip because I'm going to be in the wilderness. Right about this time, I had gone into one of the away-from-everyone bathrooms at work. To poop. Because, quite frankly, I was like, I didn't want to eat. I wasn't hungry. But I was like, you know what? I could probably just, you know, do my business while we're on lunch here and not have to leave work at all to do it. So... That's what I was doing. So I'm in the bug spray aisle and my phone rings and it's CFP comes up on the phone. I answer it and I say, hello. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kelly Beck. DKB. On the other end of the line says, congratulations. What? <laughs> and I was like, What? what what and she was like yeah you're congratulations you're you're pregnant and i was like no wait are you serious are you serious and then we kind of went back and forth in this vein for a little while um and she she like she met she she brought you up several times matt yeah um including the day of the transfer when she said she had some exchange with you and you seemed like i forget exactly what she said oh she said i was positive yeah which was weird (laughs) she was weirded out by that right because um, you were being very negative oh, throughout I was, this entire situation. I was situation. very negative. So I said out to no one in particular that I was like, well, I should just take over the mantle of the positive one here during Which this process. Which is an unfamiliar mantle for you. <laughs> Those that know me know that that might be correct. <laughs> Those that would like to know me hope that that's not correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, so, you know, a lot of at the transfer, I was like, you had said something and i was like oh, i feel good about this one she's like you do like yeah i said something else probably hilarious and she was like wow you're talking very positively well i was like i can't believe it i i was like i am in shock i'm i can't believe it like i just kept kind of like repeating that and then she i was like i i'm just so relieved like i can't believe it. she was like you're relieved i'm relieved 
And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what? Um, but she said, so she said my beta was, my beta was 315. Yes. Which is great. Much higher than it was last time. When, when it, was it was chemical pregnancy. Six. Oh, that's what it was? Yes. I thought it was 30 for no, some reason. it was six. It got up to like 50, right? Yeah. yeah. It sort of like struggled and got up to 50. Um, but, you know, that's especially good considering that it wasn't even supposed to be till tomorrow. Yeah. What is it? What are they looking for in a number? I think anything over 50, you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. I think 25 to 50 is the gray zone. Mm-hmm. 5 to 25 is like you're probably not pregnant, but there's a tiny chance. Yeah. Under 5 is like you're definitely not pregnant. Yeah. I am calling ah, from Australia. Oh, my God. We have oh, our Australian was, caller again from last week. No, I don't, know. Back. I don't know why. We asked her to call again. I don't know why I just started playing uh, last week's voicemail. Um, no, 315 is, I mean, I could probably look it up on some beta website. I'm sure. But I think it's pretty our good. listeners are aware. She said that my estrogen was low. But she wasn't concerned about that because she was mimicking my EFT and my lining looked great. And if you recall, she didn't even do a blood test for estrogen on the day of the transfer. I do recall that. Um, now, that being said, she was like, I just want to be overly you know, sure. And so I'm going to put you on two estrogen patches um, starting now. She also said that so my thyroid had been normal but it is now elevated. And so she's putting me on Synthroid, which is a thyroid medication, which is a huge pain in the ass to take. You have to take it on an empty stomach mm-hmm. and you can't eat for half an hour and you can't take any other, show me not to take any other oral meds for four hours, which means I'm not going to be able to take like my Wilbutrin and like, all that stuff. So Matt actually um, had well, unless you Matt had the good idea of waking up at four thirty in the morning and taking it and then going back to sleep. Well, I'm saying wake up at four thirty, take it, eat something at five, go to sleep, which is easy to do here. But if you're going to be in New York, I would just take it at seven thirty and then eat at eight. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be hard for you to. It's also like, why not take it in the afternoon at 1230? <laughs> I'm, that's just, I'm guessing. I, I don't, don't know. know. Can you not take it in, at the, well, in the afternoon? On the, on the bottle, it says either take um, on like first thing in the morning on empty stomach mm-hmm. or take it two to three hours after you eat. Uh-huh. But she said to take it first thing in the morning. Oh, I see. So, and my question, I guess, is can you, you cannot pound that and a bunch of your meds. You have to pound that first, then wait, then take your meds. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you're going to get up at 4.30 for however long you're on this medication. Mm-hmm. How long is that? Unclear. Could be my whole pregnancy. That sounds terrible. Yep. You'll be up at 4.30 anyway. Because mm. you haven't been sleeping. Yep. Which you insisted was the progesterone. Or anxiety. Well, I think it's all of the above. Look, we're not out of the woods. We are so far in the woods. Yeah. 
Like we're we all we don't even know the way out of the woods yet. We understand everyone. We've heard every single <laughs> version of this breaking bad. Um and we've heard every version of it uh breaking good. Uh so we're aware. We know. But yep. as we were telling people today oh first of all my end of it dory called i was i was in the bathroom pooping on the on the toilet at pooping. work he was pooping. first floor of the david lean building he was pooping and i would have answered the phone but there was a guy in the st- like there was a guy who would come in to to use the urinal oh. and then i was like yes i could take this call <laughs> But it's also like, <laughs> how then would I comfort my distraught wife while still having to wipe and all that kind of fun stuff? Meanwhile, I'm like, it's he's still at lunch. Like, why? And he we just rec- we were just texting like 20 minutes ago. Where could he have gone? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so then I texted him and I was like, just tried you. And that was the point where I was like, well, I know I'll just call you back in a minute here. <laughs> And it's like, you never know who's in that bathroom, right? So it's like weird because Ivan Reitman's office is right there. Could be Ivan. It'd be weird to like have to comfort my wife uh, next to the guy who made Ghostbusters. That would be weird. <laughs> but or, meanwhile, I was like, well, I can't. But appropriate can't, for the guy who made Junior. I can't tell anyone else before I've told my husband. Correct. So. I'm, I also am like, why didn't they, why didn't we get patched in together? We get patched in for the bad news, but I was, not the good news. I was so uh, discombobulated by the no, whole. No, I'm not insisting. Thing. I'm not saying you should be the one to patch me in. I, I think that is a fair question. That's all. That's I think all she could have. I think she could have said, "Can you get your husband on the line?" Yeah, but she didn't. Well, then she probably would have been like, "If you get she, if she says that to you, then you're like, well, this is terrible news." But she opened with congratulations. That oh. was her opening. Well, look, I mean, not a great opening, <laughs> Kelly. BKB. She had no chill. I mean, you just like let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> um, she and then she said there was like she couldn't access my record. Like it was it was like something. It was either like frozen or like she couldn't get into it or something. And she was like panicking. Mm. Um, but she said she like ran to check it like as soon as she was done seeing patients. That's good of her to be aware that we were coming in that day. Or that you were going in that day for the She must test. have gotten like a notification that I had come in. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I really... Some sort of patient portal ding? Yeah. I was like, I really appreciate that you called and thank you. And Yeah. Um, so then I um, find out outside of my building at work. So so you called me back and at that point I was... Uh, in line at Target. I, I was paying. I was yeah. like... I was at the cashier, so I sort so of the cashier. So I turned that you're pregnant. I sort of turned away, and I was like, "I'm pregnant," oh. <laughs> and then continued the conversation. Yeah. Um. Well, Very strange to hear those words out of your mouth, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. What and was then? I will say. I'm trying to remember the order of operation. It did sound like you had joy in your voice when we were speaking. Of course. Why wouldn't I? This is uh, you know, look. Again, everyone, we know. We're not out of the woods. It's very early. <laughs> we have a lot of lot of stuff to to 
like a lot of hurdles, a lot of a lot, of, a lot of goal posts to put the ball through before we can even remotely start doing a touchdown dance. But, you know, it's a first down. Have you choreographed a touchdown dance? No, there's no touchdown dance, actually. Oh. But I'm just trying to figure out the order in which I told people. And I think I can do it by the my text message. So you called, I'll tell everyone right now. <laughs> so Dory Shafrir telephone calls me at 1.23 p.m. Uh... God, who was the first? Who's the first person I told? That's a great question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. John McDonough, one uh, twenty-six p.m. Okay. What about what about what about what about Secunda? I I heard from Secunda very soon, <laughs> so you must have told him. He was a one twenty-nine p.m.er. Okay, who was between him and and John? Joe. Okay. Uh, you know, you might hurt some people's feelings if you, if you, but I'm just going. like honestly trying to, and my parents, obviously, yeah, which was at, uh, oh, you know what? My parents, 1 29 p.m., also, mm. maybe I told them first. What a, what a child I was. What a son. What a son. What a son, everybody. <laughs> I just kept thinking, you know, if my parents hadn't switched their flight, they'd I, be around, they'd be around in person. Mm hmm. But to be honest, you were really ushering them out the door. I was not. Bo terrified them. Well, Bo terrified them. But that had nothing to do with me. Um, but it's been the crazy weird thing of like, uh, what, who, 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 who do I tell? I'm like, oh, we have to tell people that are, are friends and close to us because we don't want them to find out um on the podcast right but it, it's funny like telling and it's also like not it's like how far along are you yeah. well technically <laughs> well and that's the other thing too like the people who listen to the podcast who i told like fully get it and know that yes. it's like really early and you know that a lot of stuff could go wrong and then the friends of mine who i told who don't listen to the podcast were like how far along are you i think expecting that i would be like 12 weeks or something <laughs> right you know and i Honestly, was like because you're not supposed to you know you're not supposed right. to that's the old the old superstition but you know we kate interviewed someone on the on forever 35 this week who wrote a book about pregnancy and childbirth and they talked about um you know all the taboos around miscarriage and it's like, it is kind of fucked up that people don't talk about it before 12 weeks because then, you, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Then you feel the anomaly yeah, of like, you why is this happening right, to me? You feel like I'm you're alone. Person. Yeah, you feel like you're alone that no one else has experienced this. Meanwhile, so many people do. And then also you have to sort of like suffer it in silence. You don't have a community. I mean, that's the thing that I've said to people when they ask me like, well, aren't you nervous about like announcing it on the podcast? Like... Or like going through all this on pot, and I'm like, you know, if things go south, I know that we have a huge community of people who are supporting us. And it's also like if they if they go south, then like like all we've done this entire time is say everything that's happening. Yeah. So totally, this is also happening. This is happening. So there you go, everybody. It's uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Like the thought of it, like. It's so weird. 
Well, it's weird in the sense of, I mean, obviously it's not until this child is breathing on its own, you know, no longer inhaling amniotic fluid. Uh, is that how it works? I don't understand babies. Um, yeah, like it's not real, real, right? I, I don't know. It's crazy. Like we've just, here's the deal. We've heard, uh, you know, we've read thousands of emails on this podcast. Maybe not thousands. But probably like a thousand. We've emails. probably read over a thousand. We've had a hun- almost a hundred episodes. Yeah, so we've heard it. We know there's so many different um, stages. But I think the fir- the first person I told at work was because um, everyone was gone at lunch and there was no one around. So like you know I couldn't. None of the other writers were there. So I just had walked. you stuck around because you knew we were going to be getting the news, or I stuck just... around at war. Well, I stuck around because like it was vegetarian Indian food, which I was like not feeling because mm-hmm. I was like also not hungry. I wanted to just go to Starbucks, and then I sat down on a bench and I was like, "Oh, it's shady here," and I was just listening to George Harrison, <laughs> also uh-huh. while I was pooping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know, here comes the sun comes on. I'm like, "Oh, is this a good sign?" And then, like, a pregnant lady walked by while Isn't This a Pity started playing. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? George Harrison, what are you doing? Um, uh, So, you know. But, yes, I was listening to George Harrison. And just that was actually weirdly... um, That was an accidental thing. I didn't mean to be listening to George Harrison. But, uh, you know, started when I was walking Bo and... Instant Karma came on, and I was like, I'm going to listen to some solo Beatles work. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Clay, who's uh, our, a new uh, writer's assistant this year, has twins at the hands of Dr. Kelly Beck. Oh. Do you think Clay wants everyone to know that? I think Clay is going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so he's been through it. So yeah. he's been the only one who's like sort of actually understood everything that I've yeah. been saying out yeah. loud. Yeah. You know, because like we have, I have, you know, friends of ours that are of mine on staff that have frozen their eggs and have frozen embryos, but have not yet gone through the whole transfer transfer process. So right. it's like that part of it they don't understand. But, you know, Clay haven't gone through it for so long. And then now he has these twins and it's also the same doctor. Right. We were just like, you know. I just I fist bumped him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was good. That was it was good. And then I like because I figured everybody I normally walk to Starbucks with had walked, and then I went around the building and caught them as they were coming back. And, and you told, told everyone them, at once. Told yeah, I told oh, the five of them that were walking. Did they like cheer? Yes, a uh, <laughs> lot of people who were eating lunch outside at something were very confused as to what was happening. <laughs> Um, and then people wanted to like get champagne. Some people told me I should go home, but none of the people that told me sh- I should go home were in charge. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was quite a, it was quite a, an afternoon and went back in and did some work and then yeah. worked till the normal time. And here, here we are. Here we are. But it was funny too because I like told David Gracio because you know I worked with David all last year and he knows 
everything. So I was like, it was like weird because like I was like, oh, I should pop in here, tell David, but then I'm like telling David in front of a room of writers I don't know. Oh right, because it's <laughs> all the, new the school, show. <laughs> all the schooled writers, and like Donnie was there. Who knows? Because Donnie was with us on. Uh, she was she's a writer on School now, but she was with us on season four of the Goldbergs, and uh, so I'm like telling David, and like Donnie's like. Donnie's like yes and then I like turn to all the other writers like oh hi guys uh wife and I've been doing IVF we have a podcast about it long story short five times around third transfer this one stuck (laughs) and everyone was like what uh some were happy that room seems to be uh just all about getting good work done oh sure um and uh Dave was like I've got to listen to the podcast now so hey David (laughs) (laughs) uh um, David's a big fan of uh, Star Trek The Next Conversation. Oh, that's nice. He's never seen Star Trek. He just likes to listen to Andy and I bicker like we do in the writer's room. Oh, that's so sweet. Puts, um, him, puts him to sleep every night. He listens really? to it for bed. That's kind of amazing, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that's happening. So I'm not going to see her, or I'm not going to have another blood test until I get back from New York. And you'll have a blood test with DKB. Well, I'll just have a blood test. I, I, I don't have an ultrasound yet. So then we're looking at, we're hoping that the beta has doubled by that time. Well, or it's whatever. Excuse me. It's supposed to double every 48 hours. Roughly. So we'll be looking for a big beta number. Big beta. She said if it had been low, that she would have had me like do the tests. test on Friday. Yeah, to see if it was yeah. doubling. Um, but she said I didn't have to come back till Wednesday and then I guess we'll see on Wednesday what's what's doing oh god so many nervous periods of time yes so that we have a lot of anxiety to look forward to everybody yeah I mean like we could be excited for exactly one week and then everything could go bad (laughs) well the beauty of it is when I was leaving the house this morning I we did discuss the next steps yeah you're like, when do we call Colorado? And I was like, whenever we can call them today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so look, we have our contingency plan all planned out. Yep. Um, and that is uh, that that's is, the thing. So look, everybody, we appreciate all the all the all the good thoughts and good vibes that were being sent out into so the universe. Many, thank uh, you. We're not a big uh, we're not big on on some of the words, but we don't mind some vibes being sent out. Yeah, some good thoughts, etc. And uh, we hope that you keep those thoughts going, please. And if your question is what happens to the podcast now, my answer is I don't know. I guess we keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel real to me yet. It right. still feels like something could go wrong at any second. Oh, of course. So, and guess what? We have a place to talk about it. Yeah. On this very uh, podcast, so let us have this moment of joy, everyone, without uh, bringing us down. Yep. And by everyone, I mean Dory. Um, <gasps> well, look, you were. What did you say at dinner the other day? And I was like, so not happy so with you. I think mad. we talked about it we last week. We talked about it last week. What did you say? I just said what, like what? I think I said like, what's the point of even talking about it or something? Yeah. I finally agreed with your mother. What? You shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Everything's horrible <laughs> to your mother, unless it's fabulous. 
I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We just recorded a little uh, message for the Patreon people so they could know a little bit before everybody yeah, else. Like 12 hours before yeah, everyone so else. Yeah, I, so I, I, you're hearing this now. Probably if you listen on Sunday nights, you're hearing it Sunday night. Uh, but uh, Sunday morning, I put up a little, we put up a little two and a half minute uh, ditty. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a trailer with the ending spoiled <laughs> for tonight's episode yeah. that you're hearing right now. Yeah. So if you want to get in on uh, exclusive news, <laughs> you can join our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Organic plug. Was that an organic ad? Yeah, no. sure. Sure. All right. So here's 
the situation our podcast is still our podcast which means we need you guys to email us you know how to do so we already told you in the first part of the show but our first email comes to us from an anonymous embryologist hi matt and dory every week i want to email in response to something brought up on the podcast but i always convince myself it's not worth contributing or i just procrastinate until it's too late my voice got into a weird accent uh but since you specifically sent out the embryologist signal we did because someone was asking how do you judge the quality of a lab all right the question regarding how a patient can judge the quality of an IVF lab, well, unfortunately, it comes to publicly available statistics. There's no way to separate the skill of the lab from the clinic as a whole. Bottom line for an IVF center, and uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, oh, sorry, rather. The bottom line for an IVF center uh, and what is reported to the public is live births. There are so many factors that contribute to successful baby making. There's stimulation and monitoring by the clinical staff, the skill of the doctor retrieving the eggs, and then, of course, the skill of the lab fertilizing and growing the embryos, and finally, the skill involved in the actual transfer. However, I have heard and believe there is one way to judge the lab itself by success with donor eggs. Oh. Interesting. That does make sense. I thought this was a very interesting email. Uh, it has been mentioned before that clinics report their data annually to the CDC to search for individual boy to search for an individual's clinic's success. Go to www.sart.org and use the IVF success link to find the clinic. Interpreting data is pretty tricky. Do not just look at frozen transfer successes, even if you are having frozen transfers, especially with PGS. Those, uh, that data can be deceiving. They're reported as per transfer on a per transfer basis. And the number are often so high because they effectively eliminate all the patients who had no embryos to freeze. Oh, I see. Yeah. I never no thought normal about that. Embryos to transfer. Look at the stats on the preliminary cumulative outcome per egg retrieval cycle to get a fair comparison. We've had arguments from fellow embryologists on this point, partly because we, do, we don't do PGS at my clinic, and I have reservations about its ubiquitous use. But mostly, I think it's a deceptive way to present data. An example, I'm looking at the stats for a prominent clinic that has a 51% FET success rate for 41 to 42-year-olds, which looks awesome on the surface, and it is very good. But when you look at the success in the age per retrieval, it's actually more like 12%. That's really interesting. By weeding out the patients who don't have anything to transfer, the per-transfer rate can get very high. Wow. Okay, Tricky. this is way too technical and boring. No, it wasn't. No, I thought it was fascinating. Bottom line, clinical statistics can tell you something about the skill level of the clinic as a whole, but the lab is only a part of that. Hope that helps. It does help, anonymous embryologist. You've done such a great service to all of us. <laughs> We now know what to look for when staring at statistics. Nothing is foolproof, though. No, nothing. Dory's oh, turn to read an email. All right. Oh, you know what I thought was interesting? I don't. Before I get to this email, which well, I'm, I'm discussing this email, we heard from two people this week about their frustrations with Canadian health care. Whoa. I know. Never in my life have I heard such a thing. Well, I think it's interesting because here on, on this side of the border, at least I know I personally have... On this side of the land pond, eh? I have, you know, fantasized about having 
Oh, hey, we'll just go up there and get a couple babies put in us. Right. Eh? And, oh, and just, we heard from a couple Canadians who were like, not so fast. Not so fast, eh? Going all out. Right. You just think you're going out for a rip, eh? And then all of a sudden you ain't got no babies. Okay. Eh? Okay. Um, I love you, Canada. Okay. This is from Jessica. Hey, man, Dory, I've been listening since my husband and I started trying, quote, naturally. But before we knew we needed help, fast forward about 16 months and we're now starting IVF after waiting for my hormones to cooperate just to be able to try IUI. Newsflash, they didn't. I just realized after your podcast about CCRM that our clinic in Toronto is a CCRM satellite office. Whoa. Satellite. And our embryos will be sent to Colorado for genetic testing. After your podcast and the sending out the CCRM signal and hearing such great things, I feel really good and confident about that part of things at least. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to vent about insurance bullshit. In Ontario, our government has funded a small amount of IVF cycles each year. It's a common misconception that it's available to everyone. Like if you need it, you got it. But really, the wait list is years long. Select clinics are able to offer the funding. And as far as I understand it, they can handle who receives the funding as they wish. Some clinics Mm. triage, some do a lottery. We're on the wait list, but didn't make it for 2018. And at almost 36 with low AMH, we're not prepared to wait and see if we make the list for next year. So yesterday... So you're going to buckle the F up? Is that what we're hearing, eh? Yesterday, we shelled out $19,800. Boom! Is that Canadian? Yeah. I was going to ask that. I think it is. Oh, hey, that's a bad and bad, eh? It doesn't include the transfer or drugs. Oh, <laughs> darn. Why are you talking like that? I love Canada. For our first round, a staggering, ridiculous amount. Luckily, between my husband, my and my husband's insurance were covered for $12,000 lifetime for fertility-related drugs, but we all know that can be eaten up very quickly. Neither of our insurance covers IVF itself. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you just laugh at them? It's horrible, honey. No, I, oh, my God. She's just up. laughing at everybody. Well, I won't even tell people what you're doing right now. I'm just checking to see if my guitars have sold. Mm. Anyway. Luckily, between my and my husband's insurance... Okay, blah, blah. Uh, neither our insurance covers IVF itself, but I knew that our insurance covers ultrasounds, blood work, and surgery. So I called my insurance company only to be told that because these things have the possibility of being covered by the government, mm-hmm. the insurance won't cover them. I said, but that's the issue. The government isn't covering them. And yeah. I was told, but they could. And I responded, but they're not. But they could. But they're not. <laughs> but they could. Oh, that's frustrating. Then I started to cry and I responded, this is bullshit and hung up. I was also told that because of all the, all these tests and procedures are done in the clinic and not in an external lab or hospital, they won't cover them because the doctor possibly could submit the expenses through OHIP, our government funded healthcare. Uh, I'm assuming that's... Okay, sure, okay. OHIP. Even though they're not legally allowed to do so for non-government-funded IVF cycles. Additionally, up until now, all of the bloods and ultrasounds during monitoring have been covered by the government, but because I'm not part of the funded IVF, it's no longer covered. So I'm shelling out $2,300 for what I was getting for free. I know it's lucky that it has been covered, so I shouldn't complain, but it's also just so infuriating. So while the government has helped a lot of people start and expand their families... They've also fucked more of us over with our insurance. There's no winning. At least the drugs will be covered. This dumbest shit rigmarole had me furious all day long. I had the same conversation with my husband's insurance. I'm leaving my job next week. But because of this bullshit and being inspired by how you changed your coverage at BuzzFeed, I'm submitting a letter to my HR imploring them to add IVF coverage to our insurance. That is great. That might be this podcast lasting legacy. Uh, $10,000 per year. <laughs> or per 
person. I mean, I would lifetime? be. I would Is be. It lifetime. Mine was lifetime. Yeah, I would be thrilled. Matt, I told my husband about your war with paying for parking to make him feel better about all this fertility bullshit, and it worked. He laughed and rolled his eyes. At least we're all in this stupid, emotional, expensive boat together. Look, here's what I want to ask my Canadian friend. You guys have coffee in your clinic? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Wishing you guys all the best, Jessica. And then we heard from Ashley, and her subject line was grumpy Canadian problems. Oh, no. I can't believe this. <laughs> and she said, today I'm getting an ultrasound done for uterine problems to check in on some fibroids. Oh, hey, we're going to take a look in that uh, container there, eh? See what's going on. Hi. That's not even how Canadians sound. It is. I've been dealing with infertility for the past few years. And while I've not done IVF, your podcast has been amazing. I'm in the waiting room and there's a large sign stating that ultrasounds for patients of IVF or quote, artificial insemination are not covered by our healthcare. <laughs> Yet another annoying thing about this crappy process. <laughs> that wow. would be annoying. <laughs> I, I can't, uh, I can't even believe that that's uh a sign they need to put i know it's so embarrassing like for for the clinic well it's also like they must have gone through i don't know 200 annoying dealings you know with patients or insurances and just been like all right right we're putting up a sign well it's good to know that things aren't as great as i envision them to be well i never thought that everything was covered no i knew that that it wasn't but i i guess i didn't realize like i mean it's similar to the nhs and right in in the uk right totally so in the sense that like it can be covered yeah under certain circumstances but not 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 forever not and also i think it like in canada where it varies by province i think in the uk it varies by like borough or county or something um Is that, are they divided by boroughs i forget exactly what it was and then you know last week we heard from someone in from germany with those complicated rules yeah <laughs> oh no i just do accents today um i wanted to play voicemail now that dory's finally able to say i'm pregnant i can finally do the accents i've been wanting to do all this time on the podcast but haven't been able to wait what yeah you know i was just worried about angering like let's say <laughs> You know, the fertility gods had a certain accent. I didn't want to anger them. But now I'm just letting it rip. Like your farts? Oh, boy. <laughs> Not cool. All right. Um, we heard from someone, I think it was last week, who was like, I'm on episode 27. And we were like, are they ever going to hear this? Good question. Well. Oh, boy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. Okay, so this is Kim, and I oh, hey, Kim. Um, called in, I think it was like when I was on episode 27. It was a couple weeks ago, and I just heard that you guys played my voicemail on episode... How did you hear that? 95. So I have a confession to make. Um, you jumped I ahead. I 
skipped ahead like so many episodes because I started getting anxiety that I didn't know where you guys were at in your journey. Um, (laughs) so I'm going to go back and listen to all the others, but I had to get caught up. It was like Mm -hmm. every time I would listen to an episode, I just started thinking like, wait, this is so long ago. I need to go forward. It was, it was like a year ago, over a year ago. Um, so I still haven't listened to like your, all of the episodes, Uh but I think you guys are still amazing. Oh, <laughs> on episode 95. Thank you, Kim. I can tell you guys are getting like way more discouraged. I cannot even imagine, though. I've only done one round, and it was unsuccessful. Didn't even get to the transcripts while my um, embryos were abnormal. Mm-hmm. But already I'm like <laughs> wanting to give up, which is so pathetic. There are people that have done so many rounds and like hung in there for so long. And That's sort of what then we there's say. me, who I'm just like, oh, it didn't work? Oh, bummer. That sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but anyway... Love you guys, and I think you guys are so great. Bye. She obviously hasn't heard an episode with my accents. Yeah, she'll probably run away screaming. Where's she from, eh? Oh, no. <laughs> I did spend oh, a lot God. of time talking like Wait, that in have Canada. You like autom- have you like suddenly just gone into full-on dad humor? <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. Just, you just your way. Oh no! That's, All right, you know. <sighs> well, thank you, Kim, for for calling us back. Kim, letting us we know. We appreciate it. Now go back and listen to all of our trials and tribulations. <laughs> Landmass that the rest of the world hates. Yeah. We're like above that. Fucking north, I guess. <laughs> this is definitely going to have to be the outro music for this episode. Oh, out for a rip, eh? <laughs> This is like good Canadian fun right here. What is this? This is. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that's some of the fun, guys. Wait, that's are... that's Canada. Oh, I didn't even realize we were recording. Oh, we are. Yeah, that was fifty-two seconds of that joyousness. Wow, guys, I'm sorry, you got to everyone. hear some of like how Dory and I interact to each with each what other. What is that? That's a uh, you know a, a a viral video that came out in uh, in 2013. Wow, called "Going Out for a Rip." <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know they're 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 these uh canadians i believe from the ontario province wow yeah all right you know okay okay um what's next on this podcast where we hogged the whole first half for ourselves oh how rude well it is our podcast and for little little falcor Riker. <laughs> nope um oh, oh. okay wow he just left him never mind this is from tracy um she says i wanted to write in regarding the recent voicemails from rachel in canada specifically about amh oh hey hey rach oh no i wanted to say that from what i've heard from my re the amh test is still relatively new and they are not 100 percent sure of its value 
It is generally used as a type of predictor to how you'll respond to treatment, injectables, etc., and to get an idea of how you would fare during an IVF cycle. While a low AMH of less than one could mean that only a few follicles or eggs may be recruited and that high doses of folistim or gonal F will be needed to stimulate them, that is not necessarily true. To get a full picture, you really need to have your AMH, FH, and AFC, antral follicle count. Also, as my doctors say, the best predictor of future results is past results. For someone like me, my AMH is absurdly low. At age 30, my AMH is 0.03, which would normally point to someone being postmenopausal with a diagnosis of diminished ovarian reserve. It has been tested multiple times and remains the same. Also, having a vitamin D deficiency can give a falsely low AMH, but that was not the case for me. Based on this number alone, my clinic may not have even considered me a candidate for IVF and would have recommended going straight to donor eggs. However, I had an FH within the normal range, somewhere around 3 to 4, and an AFC of over 20. I responded extremely well and fast to stims during my IUI cycles, so when the doctor said it was time to move on to IVF due to my husband's male factor infertility, he also said that despite my AMH, we should try with my own eggs. Um, they had 27 eggs retrieved. Unfortunately, our five blasts wow. that resulted from that cycle are all gone and did not result in a lasting mm. pregnancy, but it was not due to poor egg quality. We are gearing up for round two and are varying our protocol slightly. We are very optimistic that round two will be successful. Just wanted to share my experience and give hope to those of the low AMH. Also, I want to stress that AMH is not the end-all be-all, so if younger women do wish to take a test to see what their potential future fertility may look like, be sure to have the entire picture looked at. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Um, she also says, I so hope that you read this email on the podcast after announcing your positive and high beta. <laughs> well, I mean, that just calls for some more Canadian music. Oh, no, no. I'm no. kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Ryan, um, Ryan Adams. Brian Adams or Ryan Adams? Why do I always get them confused? Ryan Adams is the is the more recent one. Brian Adams is the guy who sang Heaven. But Brian Adams is Canadian. Yes. Uh, and Ryan Adams is not Canadian? I don't think Ryan Adams is Canadian. We're going to find out. I know he likes to play a, a, a couple of very specific guitars I enjoy. He's from North Carolina. So he is not from the great country of canada whereas brian adams is what did he what was what did he what was his big oh that was his big hit summer of 69 remember that of course i remember that it's so long ago now oh so canadian this week this is what the podcast is like when matt's having a lovely day he gets to play all the music he wants to play. Gets to talk about Canada for a while. What's Brian Adams up to? Can we get him on the show? Um. Anyway. Well, when I, you know, when I was a young, a tween and teen. Yeah. There was another Brian Adams song that we we ladies all loved and it was this one. Oh, yours is so much louder than mine. You're not good at this. You're not good at playing music at a podcast that never has music on it. I just turned it down. Oh, Chill sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this song? A bit. Oh, my God. This song was on like a thousand mixes. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Where did that come out? 
I want to say like 80. Have we used that on the Goldbergs? What's the song? Heaven. Nothing can take you away from me. All right, that's enough. Um, Seriously, I could probably go find a mixtape, at least like two mixtapes with that song on it right now. It was such a camp song. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sounds campy. It's so it's so 80s and cheesy. Actually, that's a good question. I wonder what year it came out. I mean, by the time I heard it, it had it was already like, you know, a classic song. Mm. Well, they 84. It came out in 84. Wow. It's so much. It's it's uh, nearly. It's um, it's a year younger than me. The song. It's a year older than you. No, it's a year younger than you. Yeah. Correct. Right. Anyway, honey, read the next email to this to your sad camp friend you're not gonna see again. <laughs> I can't. It's too it's weird. A dedication. <laughs> I'll read it like I'm Casey Kasem. Which one am I reading? From Anonymous? <laughs> this is too weird. This is from Anonymous. <laughs> Just wanted to write a not-so-quick response to Carolyn's email about her IVF-created baby that developed an unobstructed bladder. I tried to warn you. Well, that's just not a great time for that. Oh, boy. Well, look, you know, sometimes listen to your spouse. Other times, just go for it. This is... I will, uh, I was okay. going to read it because I was going to condense it. But Dory's you... good at condensing, and I just <laughs> had to turn everything into a bit. All right. <clears throat> just wanted to write a response to Carolyn's email about her IVF-created baby that developed an obstructed bladder. Carolyn, thank you for sharing your story and experience. I'm so sorry for all that you went through, and I'm so happy that your daughter is here in all her sassy glory. Dory. Thank you for asking questions about the PGS testing causing obstructed bladders in babies and for modeling careful listening and critical thinking. Oh, my thank you. She also says you modeled this in pretty much every episode, and I really appreciate it. You do? Yes, I do. All right. She says, I've worked as both an IVF coordinator and as a high-risk antepartum RN. So she knows what she's talking about, basically. Um, and she says, I'm not aware that the IVF or ICSI or the PGS biopsy process puts babies at increased risk specifically for developing an obstructed bladder. In fact, all of the cases of obstructed and malformed bladders that I've seen or heard of have occurred in spontaneously created babies. That being said, my sample size is obviously small. Um I think it's really important for medical providers to acknowledge how much is still unknown about reproduction and development in early gestation, including with the IVF process. Certainly we know that eggs, sperm and embryos are each incredibly delicate and the less we intervene with them during the fertilization and development process, the better. We know that there are risks to taking the genetic material for PGS testing, but we still don't know specifically what types of anomalies PGS testing increases the risk of or how we might be able to obtain the same information from PGS testing with even less genetic material being taken from the embryo. Additionally, it's incredibly important when talking about research and statistics not to confuse correlation with causation. Correlation does not equal causation. I might be wearing my lucky hat every time my team wins, correlation, but my wearing that hat does not actually impact how the players play causation says you 
Well, she then says, some fans might argue with this, but it was the best example I could come up with. Okay. <laughs> as much as it stinks, sometimes there's no reason or identifiable cause for a bad outcome. Sometimes lightning strikes and there's nothing anyone can do to prevent it. And what I've seen through my work is that it can go both ways. You can do everything right and have a terrible outcome and you can have so much wrong happening during a pregnancy and still end up with a healthy baby. Sincerely, clarifying the correlation, aka anonymous. P.S. As Carolyn's email highlights, for those that are pregnant with PGS-tested embryos, it's still important to consider doing the nuchal translucency ultrasound and the early screening blood tests, especially if abnormal results will impact if or how you proceed with your pregnancy. These tests are useful even if you would not terminate the pregnancy in that you can better guide your care and decide where would be the best places to get MFM, maternal fetal medicine care, early neonatal care after delivery, and even what pediatricians would be best for your child's needs. Hmm. So that is some good information. (sighs) What a world. What a world. You know, the other thing that we heard from a lot of people about... um, via email, via voicemail, via Twitter. I heard from some people on Instagram was this question of taking off Bo's collar at night. <laughs> uh, so to, though, could to you completely switch up, gears? To catch anyone up. <laughs> well, let me re 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 let me not Rihanna. Let me <laughs> let me re switch gears for one second back to Brian Adams for oh, yes. one for half a second here. Sure. So I see a comment on this Brian Adams uh, song. It's the most recent comment. I'm like, who's commenting on this five months ago? Someone named Jazzy Fabry, right? So I'm like, what is their life like? I'm going to click on them and find out what's going on. So I click on Jazzy Fabry, and he has an entire channel of piano covers by ear that is like well edited but i don't know what it sounds like so here's guns and roses paradise city (laughs) what a weird channel i've stumbled on he just figures this out i guess I think let's uh, switch. Hey, that's jazz. Let's... But look, I just want to give this guy a little plug here because okay. some honey. of his videos only okay, have like uh, to 150 can you, views. Can you please stop? Oh, sorry. We have to like, this is Bo's collar talk. Yes. Stop. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I want you make me home. All right. Look, that's uh, Jazzy Fabry. Two B's. <sighs> Two Z's, two B's. Jazzy Fabry. So we heard from a lot of people about this. One solution seems to be an embroidered collar. How is that a solution? But the problem with that is he still needs to have... It's the tags that jingle against each other. It's not the collar. No, but an embroidered collar meaning his name and his like phone number would be embroidered on the collar. Okay. The problem with that is he still needs to have his license from the city of Los Angeles on his collar. And he also has a microchip like tag on his collar as well. To be like, hey, I have a microchip. microchip. Yeah. So when I like run away after a squirrel, 
But doesn't the microchip send him back to the Ace of Hearts rescue? It goes to it should <clears throat> it should have us show up as the owner, and then also it'll tell Ace of Hearts that we were negligent. That we're bad dog owners. Yes. Bo, you're not getting anywhere. He's dead asleep. <laughs> He's on dead a, asleep on a dress shirt. Um, but I'm gonna just play this voicemail. Oh, I hope it's from Bo. Hey, Matt and Dory. I was just listening, and on the subject of noisy dog collars at night, what we have decided to do is keep our dog tag on that has our dog's name and our address on one collar, and then her rabies tag is kept on her easy walk leash that she only gets put on when she goes for a walk. Oh, interesting. She's a rather large 90-pound husky Dane mix, and she's a little bit crazy at night. It has night twitches. So she gets a little bit noisy. So uh, this is uh, one thing that we've done. Another thing is with our our my brother-in-law's dog that we watch sometimes. I'll usually take electrical tape and tape the tags together. So oh, that's luck. interesting too. That I, that I don't hate. Although if someone like if Bo gets out and someone needs to cut the electrical tape off Bo's collar. Yeah. You don't want to like get. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Bo, he just did a little Snorted. inhale snore. Um, yeah. So. He likes to like really put on a show when he comes into the bedroom. Oh, like, yeah. Like it's like a, I'm going to have to circle the bed once. I'm going to have to. He doesn't, he never just lays down. No. It's a lay down followed by the biggest sigh you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. We're just like. He's just settling in. <laughs> He's just settling that's in. That's the equivalent of how Bo. That's how Bo enters a room. Um, we don't have time to read this entire email, but I would like for you to just read this PS because I don't totally understand it. Uh Rochambeau baby as in Just read the whole PS. PS it's pronounced Ra Shambo Baby as in rock, paper, scissors and their awesome sunglasses despite her best efforts. My daughter hasn't destroyed hers yet. So I'm saying Rochambo is what I say yeah. and it's Ra Shambo. Ra Shambo. As in rock. Oh, but why the pa- what's the paper scissors comment? I don't think that I think she just as in rock. She could have said as in rock and roll. Rochambeau, Rochambeau is in rock and roll. But why didn't she just say rock? I don't know. Erin. That was what confused me. Erin, she's very confused. <laughs> if you could write in to unconfuse my wife, I would really appreciate yeah. and that. And then hopefully next week we'll have time to read your entire email. If you hear us doing another ad for Rochambeau Baby, the, the nearly indestructible sunglasses for children, the problem that they have solved, uh, you know, kids always break their novelty sunglasses, etc. cetera. Uh, Rochambeau has come along. If you hear us doing another ad where we're pronouncing it correctly on purpose, we probably had to do a make good. Uh, but they should have told us how to pronounce it if it's not intuitive well you know what is intuitive our listeners yeah we love you guys um but reinder you can support us on patreon yeah if you would support us on patreon you would have known that dory uh, got a positive uh beta before everybody else yep um that's patreon.com slash excellent adventure and if you support us at the five dollar level five dollar level or above you'll get your name read on the podcast each month you also get the back catalog of the patreon episodes 
Um, and you get at least one bonus episode per month. You get one bonus episode at the $5 level and two at the $10 level. And here is this week's group of supporters. Kim John- Kim Thompson, Kristen Young. Honey, are you okay? Young? Young? Or Jung? I don't know. Let me look at it. I'll tell you. No. Kristen Anderson. <laughs> Christopher Fanaghi. I tried. Leslie Shoup. Lex Conant. Linnea Thunsel. Lisa in West Virginia. Lex. Lori Leeming. Amanda Johnson. Margaret Metcalf. Margie Oakley. Marjorie Sorensen. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Mary B. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Frank. Megan Kozowitz. Megan Cantwell. Magana Prasad, mm-hmm. Melinda Phelps, Melissa March Quinn, Michelle Hagen, Michelle Kitzmiller, Mike Kim and Leo, Woof, Muriel Class, Mariah C. Adamick, Nicole Pandey, Natalia, Nicola Skidmore, Nina Berg Christensen, Narantha Balagopal, Okagawa Nan, QN, Rachel Lander, Rachel Blake, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Rachel Downey, Rachel Kuzma, Robert Olson, Sabrina Stern, Sarah Prager, Sarah Reistad Long, Sarah Bury, Sarah Lewis, Sarah Yim, Sasha, formerly Salsa 87, Shay Voorhees, Shari Olson, Siri K. Gasky, SJV, Sophie S., Stephanie Thompson, Stephen Azar, Stu Brooks, Susan Fisher, Tanya Davidova, and Tara Robestad. Thank you all so much. And you guys are the best. You guys are the best. And we will uh, talk to you next week. Big news, everyone! Thanks to you, we've able we've been able to finally get that fish uh, only station on Sirius XM. It's temporary, channel twenty nine, but it's right there. Fish Radio. I think you are in the wrong podcast. What? I don't understand. Okay, bye. All right, everybody. Go up for a minute.